These are Airstreams. I'm Jeff Rollins. I got into radio because I love those dispossessed voices wafting in the night, faceless personages floating into my consciousness. I filled in so many blanks in these personalities. Who knows if I would have liked them today? They were peripheral back then, as much a part of my stream of thought as theirs. I envied their cocoon. To the listener, they were snug and protected against the elements. Physical and psychological, these voices were set apart from the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. I remember listening to Larry King late at night on the old mutual network out of Arlington, Virginia, and he was totally in control of his domain, his universe. Whatever struck his fancy, he would make into his reality and his kingdom. Push a phone button and Joel Gray would be on the air just after walking off stage on Broadway. Another button, a bookie from Miami with perspective on the Triple Crown. Open another line and Billy Martin would talk about the Yankees. Tip O'Neill on hold from Capitol Hill. A flood in Germany and Larry could talk to someone on the scene. Astronauts, religious leaders, UFO experts, all interwoven with the nocturnal souls, like me, who would be in bed with the covers pulled up and actively listen to the currents of society connect with each other. It all had a seat-of-the-pants quality. You never knew who would show up or what would happen in the world. Robin Williams one night or Billy Graham. I remember the drama of Three Mile Island played out in my imagination. No TV, no 24-7 news cycle feeding on the carcass of life. Only the instincts of a curious man with a microphone, phone lines, and a Rolodex. And you were plugged into the current. The great radio talents understood the connection and respected the invitation of many to come into their lives. Orson Welles knew and Gene Shepard had a guy named Steve Allison who would clink glasses and talk after midnight on the old WWDC AM in our nation's capital. Art Bell could weave words like wispy smoke into a gossamer tapestry. Didn't matter if it was talk of aliens or daily life in Pahrump, Nevada. Bell would use his voice like a shaman casting spells to mesmerize and delight. I worked the overnights for a while at KBR in San Francisco with its 50,000-watt stick stuck in the mud in the San Francisco Bay just south of SFO. The water would act as a conductor, and my voice was flung into the night from Vancouver to El Paso. One night around 3 a.m., the phone line blinked as I was playing the song Pilot of the Airwaves. Two young ladies had left Seattle at midnight heading east and picked up KNBR's giant signal as they traveled across Washington into the grasslands of Idaho's panhandle. They had nothing in particular to say, only that I was guiding them through the night. I was their pilot of the airwaves. A voice like a candle in the darkness to give them hope that dawn was not far off. Simple stuff, really, but oh so powerful. I think it is that simplicity that has been lost in today's overly produced, overly analyzed, overly researched radio. The job of talent has been dismissed and replaced by the opinions of many managers who never fell in love with the medium itself. The aesthetic of radio, like the aesthetic of life, can't be compartmentalized. The dynamic of the perfect brushstroke for the artist or dotted quarter note for the musician 
or perfect gesture by the actor to underscore a perfectly written line in a play cannot be deduced by the most powerful computer. These decisions come from the ethers, the infinite reservoir of the truth of inspiration. And talent of all sorts is a conduit between that source and the rest of us. I'm Jeff Rollins. These are Airstreams.